Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. On this episode, we will be discussing Authors Anonymous, directed and produced by Ellie Karner, released April 2014. On today's panel, we have Chris. Hello. Lindsay. What up? And Teresa. See? <laughs> I am Kristen, and I will be today's host. All right, so this I'm going to say what this movie was about. It's members of the writing group were shocked when Hannah, the newest author, finds overnight success. Based on that title and the previews of this movie, I thought it was going to be pretty good. I've <laughs> never seen this movie before. What were your thoughts? <laughs> um, I also thought it was going to be pretty good. Because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this is... This should be fun. It's got Kaylee Cuoco. Cuoco. I don't know how to pronounce her uh, name. Cuoco. Cuoco. <laughs> She's in Big Bang Theory. I love Big Bang Theory. It'll be great. It wasn't. It, it, it was not. I hated almost all of the characters except for Chris Klein. <laughs> yes. Because I think he's adorable. But it's like they dropped Penny into a movie about writers. No. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that because uh, Penny okay. actually is nice. <clears throat> and lovable. Penny's nice. She when she does yeah. things bad for people, it's never out of ill intent. You know what I mean? It's like she tried to do the right thing, and it just happened to work out in the complete opposite. Plus, she's also funny. This character was just she was, she, she was ditzy. using ditzy she, and self serving. Yeah, yes, basically, yeah. she cared about nothing and nobody but herself. But just the ditzy part of it, I felt like I was watching. Penny. I can kind of See get it. you with the ditzy part. But even then, Penny's smarter than that. Yeah. 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 She, the basically this whole thing I got out is she just got damn lucky. Well, yeah. She, she managed to put just enough words on the plate or on the page well, just yeah. to make it I'm, look I'm good. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm some sort of like fantastic writer. No. But I'm pretty sure that most people don't get an agent after one chapter. Yeah. They do if you suck dick, apparently. Or deliver pizza well, sure. per the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. With him, though. But he had written majority he of the book, though. His, he paid his dues. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, this, this, how she got it, there was, has to be something. Because the first chapter, yeah, there's not many if books that I read know, that the first chapter is like, oh my god. The whole thing where she's struggling to find the word metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a writer, you should know the word metaphor. So who's your favorite author? Well, uh, <laughs> literally uh, pick uh, anybody. Pick a author yeah. and just, or an author and you go know, with it. I don't read. I don't enjoy to read. It's not my pastime. But off the top of my head, Edgar Allan Poe, um, freaking um, Emily Dickinson. Yeah. You have um, freaking, oh crap, tell Dr. Seuss for some people. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, Dr. Seuss. Who doesn't know the name Dr. Seuss? You could fake it. You could fake it. You really could. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I, I don't understand how who's your favorite author is like not just the one she can't answer, but the reoccurring question in this freaking movie is who's your favorite author? Because I mean, hell, she could have even she could have even said anybody in the group. Yeah. Yep. Throughout the entire movie. Up oh, until, I like where they're headed. Up until the scene where it showed her actually typing on the laptop. Yeah. I thought that her mom was the one writing. Agreed. Oh. I thought so too. Interesting. Because her mom was just kind of like in the background, like, metaphor? 
you know, kind of like feeding her answers when she yes. got hung up. So I was like, she is is fronting for her mom. So you're thinking that basically she's the face to the brain? I thought that until it showed her actually typing on her laptop when her mom brought her breakfast. Fair enough. I mean, personally, I didn't really have many things that I liked about the movie. Um, the biggest thing I liked was just the mention of Tom Clancy. You like yeah. Tom Clancy? <laughs> yes and no. I like okay. his video games. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there's a whole line of video games that are Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six this, Rainbow Six that. Interesting. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Tom Clancy's Hawk. It, they're all based on his stories. Right. And he wrote all of them up until his death. And now, you know, he's got writers that try to continue right. the story. But those are really, really good games. And, like, the story basis of those games, yes, huge fan. So, I've played the games, I've read a few of his, uh, his actual books and the transcripts, and I did like them. So, I had a little nerd moment when they said Tom Clancy. I was like, yes! <laughs> and that was about it. That was about it. Yeah, I, I basically hated every single one of the characters. I hated Colette. Oh, she was the worst. Yes. I just wanted to punch her straight in the throat. Um... Nimitz, Numbnuts, whatever his, the ex-military guy. Oh, uh, that guy! I just—he was kind of great. He uh, was okay, just from like the. It, it was obvious. I don't know if you would call it satire or camp, but he was just obviously over the top. Well, as a, for that actor to play that role, yes. However, the character that they wrote was just—I mean, he was just so. Awful. Yeah. I thought they were Now, did anybody pretty... else catch that um, Strudel was Trisha Helfer? No. From Battlestar Galactica? I'm that no, nerd. I okay. Not, you, you are that nerd. But it's okay. I nerded out about Tom Clancy video games. Like. <laughs> so she played, essentially, the main Cylon in Battlestar Galactica that like helped bring down the human race. So hmm. you guys had nerd moments, and I just had yeah. like a what the hell moment the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, for me, it started bad from the very beginning when it had that l- terrible sun intro, like the animated sun that was on there. Yeah, I think that, that was. Alone but I think was that was like, the production company. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was thing. the production. I was company. thrown by that a little bit too. I was like, "What the heck is?" And I'm like, "Okay, it's the it's the identifier for the production company." Yeah, and even that threw me off completely. <laughs> it's almost as bad as this movie that I once saw called. Um, Oh crap! I forgot. Wash storyboard, I think is what it is, with Adam Sandler, where he looks at the camera. He goes, "This is a very low budget film. It's so low budget that if the ship is going down, we're gonna grab the camera and we're gonna shake it like this." And he shakes the freaking camera. And he put that in the movie. Yes, it starts like that. That's exactly how it starts. <laughs> I'm confused. I could not stand it for more than ten minutes. And what was it called? Uh, Wash storyboard, I think it was. I can't remember the name right now. I'll look it up right now. But yeah. So. I mean, I did not like the characters of it. There was, I actually made a note here, um, about 41 minute mark. That okay. was only because we had to stop and make dinner. Right. <laughs> we stopped the movie. We're like, yeah, we're going to eat dinner or something and take a break from this movie. Sure. Because that first 40 minutes were just horrible. The last, um, probably 30 minutes of that movie was probably worth it. I enjoyed the last part of it. Because it was kind of, it was finally getting to the point. Yeah, it was finally getting to a com- getting yeah, to the conflict. But, 
majority of the movie, I was like, oh, I'm like, this movie sucks. This it was <laughs> way too slow. Yeah, it was. It was really, really slow. I think part of the reason it was so slow was because of the way they chose to make a documentary, make it as though it was a documentary. Mm-hmm. I think if they had just made it as a straight story, it probably would have played a lot better. Agreed. The movie's called Going Overboard with Adam Sandler. Okay. Yeah, terrible movie. Don't All remember. right. But, um, <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Going back to the documentary, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. I've seen other movies where they do documentary. And it works just fine. Yes. I think with this particular story, it would have worked a lot better if it, what, if it didn't play out that way. I guess so. I just I, I couldn't get into it. Uh-uh. And did anybody figure out who who was being documented? No, that's the whole point. No, I just assumed it was like just at the as... end. He's just like, oh, it's about, and then they cut to credits. Mm-hmm. That's just dumb. It is dumb. With this type of movie, or with this movie in general, I think because they cut it off mysteriously, I think it was just like stupid. Other movies that actually had like you know real yeah. storylines and a really good movie and everything. Um, they could have cut it off and it'd be like, oh man, this one was like, right. really? Really? So it's a stupid movie to begin with. I'm not going to watch a second <laughs> one that comes out. Yeah, I was Wait, like, I was just glad it was over. You're not going to line up for part two? No. no. Is there a part two? No, God. Thank God. <laughs> okay, because imagine... if there was a part two, part of me actually wants to see it just to find out what, what the documentary is about. But I would imagine if it was about any one of the characters, it would probably be Colette because she's so. Before she, her husband found out she was an adulteress. She, the comment was made that whatever Surprise. she wants, she she gets. So I would. So you think that it would have been him hiring the crew to document her life as a writer? I think so. Oh, okay. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, and because she kept. Like, she showed up with that thank you basket, and she kept inserting herself. Like, she knew the cameras were going to be there. Right. I don't think she just showed up randomly. Interesting. I guess that makes sense, because the only theory I had was that it was going to be Chris Klein's character. Um, But how would he know? Because, okay, he's famous now, so they went and did a documentary. He's not going to, like, pretend to not be who he is. Counterpoint. What if the guy that ended up... Buying his book? Mm-hmm. What if that happened before and Chris Klein just didn't tell them? That would be a way that it would happen. That oh. it, it could be plausible. So like if, if he, he delivers his pizza, cleans his carpets, gets him to read his his uh, manuscript, Script, yeah. he's like, you know, somehow this documentary starts on top of it. And then he just doesn't tell the group because he's afraid... He's already afraid that they're not going to like his pages. He's sure as shit not going to tell them that he's got an agent. And he was just faking the writer's block the whole time? Potentially. Because he only had a writer block on the ending. Yeah. So he might have read the manuscript and went, oh my god, this is great, I love it. When you get to the end, let me know. So that is a possibility as well. Yeah. The whole time I was thinking that the the book that the... um, I can't remember her name now either. Um, The one that Kaylee played. Hannah? Hannah. I I was wondering whether she stole his story and that's why she was being so mysterious. Whether cuz you know she she was somebody he kept bouncing it off of. Right. So my thought was, okay, he gave it to her, she liked it, she stole it, she sold it and that's why she's being so distant. Uh, I that think would have been a good qu- twist. <laughs> it would have been. And I think perhaps that we are Could've, just we are just grasping for something on this one. <laughs> I think so, too, because, like I said, I saw the previews. I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. I've been wanting to watch it for a while now. Right. 
And I was just like, oh, God, please let it be over. You know, <laughs> we were, I read the reviews on it or afterwards. Right. I read the reviews. I'm like, yeah, I should have probably read these first. <laughs> yeah, I had to break this one up into three sessions. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. I watched it all yesterday. All at once. I, I started it yesterday. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to watch Reefer Madness. Because I waited until yesterday to watch everything because I wanted them all to be fresh. Right. So I went to Reefer Madness and I was like, oh, God, now i got to go back to the other one. <laughs> so but at least it's not Wizard of Oz. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, I mean, I didn't really have too much to say either. I mean, even my notes. And I'll read you all my notes right now because they're that short. <clears throat> Terrible set intro. Weird production intros. The camera is shaky. Tom Clancy with exclamation points. Slow paced. John K. Butson is my favorite, which is the old dude yeah, who self-published. Because yeah. um, he just had balls for no fucking reason. <laughs> that is true. The movie makes me feel awkward because the whole tone of it was just awkward. Yeah. Especially with like the love deal and I love you and this, but no, and then maybe, and then he's, no. I just, I, I couldn't. <laughs> My other note, I hate the Gats. I hate Gatsby. Great Gatsby? Hate it. Don't like it. Really? Don't, yeah. Any particular reason why? I don't know. I could I wish I could tell you. I don't like they it. They forced me to read it in on me. They forced me they forced me to read it in high school. Couldn't get into it. But it, it can't just be that because they forced me to read other books like Hatchet and I love that book. Or like Lord of the Flies and that's one of my favorites. Did you um did you see the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? I did. Made? Did you enjoy that? I I did because I I didn't have to read it and dis <laughs> dis dissect it and yeah I could just like watch it just for the heck of it yeah I don't know um, Gatsby's one of those ones that I feel has always been kind of polarizing either you loved it or you hated it um, and I I feel like it's the one the the great classic that everybody falls back on. True. Well, part of it's because it's one of the shortest. That, that well, no, seriously, because I think a lot of it's no. Sorry, part of me just I, I don't know. I love it. It's one of my favorite. I don't classics. think I've ever read the book. To be honest with you, it's. I feel like I should though. Even without the movie, it's just so sad. It was sad. I think that that might be part of it because I was like, "Where's like the bright spot in this movie?" Well, theoretically, oh, it's Daisy the green is, light. Daisy is supposed to be the bright spot, but she's a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, <laughs> not unlike many of these characters in this movie that we watched. So maybe today. they were trying to draw some kind of parallel between like the, the utter fails of humanity that the characters in the Gatsby were. Interesting. To so, what parallels can we draw between the authors and Gatsby? They were both super boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, uh, I know they meant. Okay, so let, if we're gonna go with this is a parallel to Gatsby, you're going with the concept. I think they were trying to make Hannah Daisy. And, uh, Henry Gatsby. Henry Gatsby. Yes, thank you. Because I can't talk with anymore. And apparently. Colette and her husband were supposed to be Daisy's cousin. Yes, and the husband. I actually feel like Colette was more of Daisy than Hannah was. 
Yeah. Because Hannah, while she was, she had a blatant disregard for everybody, it wasn't <clears throat> mean-spirited. I never got mean out of Hannah. So, like, you think Hannah yeah. would be more like Daisy's cousin? Yeah. So where would that leave Chris's favorite? I don't know. Who would he be? I hate the book so much, I erased it from memory. <laughs> I, I was actually very afraid it. that I was going to be very quiet throughout this episode because... You know, that's just not this much is to really say bad things this. for this movie that we would rather talk about The Great Gatsby. Yeah, it is kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do... Wah, wah. I know. <laughs> well, you know, after, you know, after we looked at it, a um, friend of ours was like, yeah, it was a one out of seven on... Oh, shoot. What was that? No, not one out of seven. It got 7% on Metacritic. There we go. 7% out of 100. Yeah, it was pretty low on Rotten Tomatoes. Too, yep, 7% on Rotten fact, Tomatoes. What was it? 4.3 um, on IBDM. Tusk wow. got 47% so on Metacritic. So I kept wow. hoping during this movie that it would turn into this crazy black comedy where one of them, one of the jilted writers, and I was thinking Colette, would turn into this like crazy my mom is a serial killer killer and kill everybody else in the group i kept hoping for that moment you have a thing with people dying i do well i told you my mom would like let me watch toxic avenger and faces of death when i was like in third and fourth grade i've always been fascinated with serial killers american psycho i think is a brilliant movie i love that movie to death Hmm. that's a good one have you ever seen that one i have not Ooh. That one's one I'm gonna have to watch. We're gonna have to watch. Definitely, it's a, it's, oh, it's so good. It is Christian Bale, <laughs> and I still don't understand the fucking ending. I don't either. <laughs> I've seen that movie at least three times. I still don't understand the ending of it. It makes no sense to me. Oh, so we're gonna have to do that one and, and discuss it. But I, I like the darker side <laughs> of things. Like I like black comedies. I like things like that. So I was hoping that this might be one of those. Like. We're going to yeah. have to sit through this stupid crap script, and then there's going to come this moment where Colette's just going to lose it and go on a killing spree. <laughs> and I thought it might be when her husband came home to surprise her, like when she came bounding out with the JBF hairdo. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this would be the perfect moment for her to just go crazy and kill the both of them. Yeah. And then go to Hannah's and kill her. No, it, it, and then sadly. had she done that, she should have said no. Hannah stole my book. This is actually my book, and she could have just lived off of that sleeping on the moon. The sad part is, is that right now we're sitting here talking about this movie, but all we're doing is coming up with ways of talking of other movies or <laughs> how this movie would have been better. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it says a like lot. I said, I I had high hopes for this movie. I really did. It just not mm-hmm. the unfortunately the previews themselves. Would have been enough to watch this movie, and that had been you could have yeah. watched the previews and be done with it. So one thing that kept distracting me, and I never noticed it on Kaylee Kuko before, that but tooth, the tooth when she was doing her first like interview, the one wonky tooth was all I could focus on, and I'm like, have you always had that tooth? I've never noticed that. Hey, tooth. You hush your mouth, Kaylee Kuko is gorgeous. <laughs> she is. She's perfect. But the tooth. I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed. The no, tooth. I noticed it. I'm pretty sure she's had that fixed by now. I, mean, I don't even remember it. I think. <laughs> Aren't they all making like a million an episode? I don't now? know how much they make, but they make great. They make good bank. They have to. Oh yeah, they because have in to. that show, like every character is essential. There's not like a like a B character. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. They all are required to keep the they show are all synergy. Required. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 wonderful. They do a great job of balancing everybody out. 
But, yeah. I, I don't know. They must be making bank. But this movie reminds me of another movie <clears throat> called The Children Are Alright. The Kids Are Alright. Sorry. Oh, that's a great movie. <clears throat> it's a great movie. That's the only difference between this one and that one. That movie's <laughs> got great production. It's got great acting. It's got great script. Everything. The Kids Are Alright is what but, this movie wishes it could be. Yeah. <clears throat> no. But the thing is, is how deceiving the preview for it is. Because if you watch the preview to The, the Kids Are Alright... Um, it's a, it's a preview of a father who wants to go visit his kids, and it's all these twists, comedy, like weird things about it. And oh yeah, it's really funny, haha. But then you watch it, and it's like the most depressing thing in the world. And like we cried for hours after watching it. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part is that yeah, the preview, the original trailers, make it look campy, make it look great. It's oh fun, okay, it's hilarious. Oh poor dad, no, no, it's terrible. It's like a terrible ending, and I even, like, we wanted to watch, this was my, my old roommate, he was going to go to Afghanistan, he was getting um, sent out, and we were like, okay, let's watch something campy, so we looked up <laughs> something for comedy, that movie came out, we oh, no. got the movie, watched it, and regretted it to this freaking day, Wow! but at least that movie has everything else going for it that this one, sadly, does not. See, I've never seen that, and the fact that you guys said you cried for hours afterwards, I would... Probably not a good plan to watch it. Need to be committed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. The story's wonderful. The way that it's executed is wonderful. I'm a sentimental but... tear bag anyway. So. A tear bag. <laughs> I'm lacrimose. There's a clinical word for it. Lacrimose. That word is for people who cry easily and frequently. Baby. There we go. There you go. We figured it out. <laughs> Thanks to my friend D. Maynard. Call her Dougal. Because she's one of the smartest people I know. She knows just about everything about everything. Why has she not gone on some sort of, like, show? I don't know. She's getting her doctorate, and um, she works for the Space Center. Oh, cool. She does, like, education. The education program out there. She's a pretty cool person. She's also a pastor. Um, She's been to Israel a couple times. She's just one of those people that's just fascinating to sit and talk to. Yeah. Those are fun. They're fun people. One thing I did like um, was the end. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> yes the end. I did. I actually did. But well, I mean, 40, three finisher. minutes in, it gets better, but yeah. not by much. Yeah. Well, at least okay. So the one good thing I will say, well, okay. So my my the thing that I liked the most were um, some of the sets that they used. So like the garden that mm-hmm. Colette wrote in. Their their living room at the beginning with yeah. all the shelves and everything, I thought those were gorgeous. And um, between that and I will say that the acting wasn't bad considering what they had to work with. It was just a, a bad story. Over, overall, I mean, the actors that are in it are pretty good. I've seen them in other movies yeah. and they have been amazing. But this one was just very the the work itself was just slow. Yeah. There's only the so much act, great actors yeah. can do. The yeah. acting itself wasn't bad. It's just the the story itself was just that slow, that bad, that it was just like I said. We were like, "Come on, let let it be over. Let it be over. Let it be over." I mean, you got to think about it when when you're thinking of a movie and when an actor and a great actor is defined by somebody who can bring that character to life. For all we know, because we've seen their body of work and in everything else, they've been amazing. Yeah. So. I, with that logic, it stands to reason that they did their job. They made me hate and they, they made the characters yes. come out. And they the made characters them completely unlike dull. 
they yeah. gave they they gave an um, they got an emotional response from mm-hmm. us because we all hated them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Except Chris Klein, I genuinely liked Henry. Yes. I liked Henry and I wanted good things for Henry and I was so glad when Hen- Henry finally made the connection with the little the waitress with little purple hair. Yep. Yeah. And they found that common ground and it right. was like, "Oh, you found your Gatsby nerd." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's a genuine character. Yes. He yeah. was the only one who was genuinely he was genuinely trying to go through the program. He was genuinely concerned. He was it, he it wasn't about himself. He was just he was focused on his craft. Everybody else was, "How do I get to the bottom line?" Right. How right. do I get forward? How do I get what I want? How do I get famous? And that's all they cared about. He wasn't so much about getting famous. Like, sure, he's not going to turn it down, but his character was more focused on how do I finish this? What is the perfect ending to this? And how do I give my input to these people and to help them finish? Exactly, to help them. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was a matter of, oh, well, you're getting published? Well, I should be the one published. I mean, even my favorite character. And rather than being a friend and a true person... Um, a true collaborator. He rather than be like, "Oh, congratulations!" No, immediately it was like, "Well, if she's published, why am I not?" And then he grabbed and did everything he could to publish himself, just so he could have a publishing deal. I mean, I know that was the whole purpose of this movie was this is about a writing group, and this one chick got lucky. I should be, the, right. I should be doing it too. But there was parts of me that I actually felt sad for Hannah because she's generally trying to get input on this book, but because she's published. They don't want to do anything anymore. Do you think Hannah was really as much of a bumbling idiot as she pretended to be? Yes. Yes. Because there were times that I wondered. No, I think she was. If because to me the the likelihood of somebody like Hannah being able to get an agent in a movie deal on the first chapter of of a book is the equivalent of putting a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters, and one of them will will eventually put out War and Peace. <laughs> That's how likely that seemed. I'm like, she cannot be that dumb. Well, so here's the thing. I feel that she was very dumb in life, but however, she knew how to manipulate a situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. So it depends on which way you're looking at it. Are you looking at it in a book smart sense? Because book smarts, she's a rock. But if you're looking at it in the fact that, oh, if I sleep with this dude, he'll get me a movie deal or whatever, yeah. then yeah, of course, she was brilliant. A little she more- did everything she had to. Yeah, yep. a little more cleavage here gets me this a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. I can see. So but. I don't recall Hannah talking about the plot of her book very much. Do you no. think that was because she was maybe kind of stealing everybody else's ideas and putting them into her own book? That's why it was my fear that she was stealing um, Henry's, Henry's story. That's why the entire time I was like, she's not sharing. She's not talking. What is she doing? She's listening to everybody, everything else and everybody else. That's why I felt that that was happening. That's hmm. exactly why. Because she never talked about... Other than what was the title? Something to the moon. Sleeping on the moon. Sleeping on the moon. That's all we. And then when everybody turned on, was his name William? The um, the the, the grifter, the the grifter kind of guy that was screwing Colette. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have turned on him too. He's a freaking douche. Not just for the sleeping (laughs) on her part. Like he was just never participating. He kept putting people down. You know what I mean? He was like, "I am better than all of you." Okay, show us what you've done. Oh, I have no. I can't. No, the whole you, here are my three pages. All I did was revise one word, trying to figure out what word it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that line irked me. I was like, really, really, dude? That's that was, what you're going to that do? That was like five <laughs> minutes of my life. I'll never yeah. get back. Like I get it. Like okay, you feel that changing one word makes your your script or whatever that much better. All right, fine. But how about you point it out to people and you tell them what you're trying to portray to see whether it's portraying what you're trying to portray. Right. 
Not and, just, I'm, I'm God's gift to writing and you will do what I say. Although that was one of the genuine laugh out loud moments for me was um, when Colette was like, I found it, I found it. You changed it from the to this. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> in, 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 in terms of how good this movie can be. Well, sure. <laughs> Although, um, I don't, aside from just like the iPad um, that uh, Hannah got towards the end, did you notice the transition from her being like this, I don't want to say dowdy, because she could never be described as truly dowdy, but um, she progressively got more fashionable, yes, more yeah. technologically yeah. advanced. Like, when she started, she had her rinky-dink old MacBook like I've got, but mm-hmm. then towards the end, she had already transitioned to a new MacBook, and then at the very, very end, she's got her brand new iPad. Mm. So every time she got some... Some new step. She like upgraded herself at the same time. And, like at the beginning, she had the cut off shorts and the little tank top, and yeah. But by the end, she's wearing like this super fancy dress, and her hair's professionally styled, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a situation like that, when you don't have talent, what's Hollywood going to do? They're going to clam you up and try to True. make sure that they can at least sell your image, right? You know. So it could it could be that it could be Hollywood making her over so she seems better than what she truly is. Or she could potentially have learned a couple things along right. the way and gotten somewhat smarter. So, I mean, you would hope she'd pick something up. Or it could be that Hannah had taken an older lover and was trying to evolve in her sophistication. So that, I mean, she didn't, didn't she um, date that one writer? The old dude? Yeah, the old dude. Book signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was sleeping with him. Because then so, Henry came to deliver pizza, and he says, like, babe, you got a dollar for the pizza boy, and here comes Hannah in his shirt. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next main irritation. Why do women in movies consistently answer the door in just shirts? <laughs> and why, I'm sorry, is it always some random ass button down? You have your own clothes. Put them the fuck on and answer the damn door. Who answers the door in their underwear? I'm sorry. Because the button down is more sexy. Who answers the door in their underwear, Chris? I have. I have. Why? Put some <laughs> pants on. <laughs> because they're on the other side of the room and you're like, don't leave yet. <laughs> because my intention is just opening the door. And if you can't, if, if my shirt's long enough, I'll just open the door and be like, yeah. I mean, I don't like just fling it open and no, stand but, there. But that's, but that's what I'm... I'm getting to is. Yeah, I mean, I don't swing the this door is open not the first... like that doesn't happen. <laughs> See, I wondered if he recognized him from the book signing as the bumbling guy who kept trying to talk to him. Likely not. I didn't yeah, get that he at was all. So wrapped no. up on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't paying attention to anybody until she walked up. It was just pure dumb luck. Which was just weird because I'm like, granted, she's good looking. But well, technically, Colette was good looking too, and she came before her in line. Yeah, I would have thought that he would have perked up at her as well. I, I don't Not think her Colette type. Was young enough. Blonde versus um, they're both she blonde. She redhead? No, they, they were, were both blondes. blondes. Were they both? Colette blondes? was older. Yeah. Uh, she was probably just too old. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've been mean, at this point. We're just trying to find rhyme and reason to a movie that had none. I think True. we're just trying to find something to fill an hour about this horrible shit hole <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> We're all bound to have them. I mean, we're all yeah. bound to have the ones where we just kind of look at each other and go, well, that was a waste. I mean, like I said, I really just picked out this movie because I've been wanting to watch it for a while. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, the previews look great. 
you know, yeah. not actually looking at what people think. Because, I mean, there's been some movies that people have rated really oh, low sure. that I'm just like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Mm. Yeah. This was not one of those. This one I actually agreed <laughs> full-heartedly with what they stated in yeah. it. I mean, 7% I mean, I've tomato. seen worse. Oh, I Let have me to. go with that. I'll see, I've seen worse movies than this. Yeah. Just so you know, my revenge for this is going to be Nicholas Sparks. <sighs> I have no idea what movie that is. It, it, pick one. The Notebook. Walk, walk on the Moon, The Notebook, um, whatever one with... But I thought The, the Notebook was amazing. It is. It is. It is. But that you're one going I do to have cry to agree. Yes. But every every Nicholas every Nicholas Sparks movie is it's it's he's very formulaic. It's boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, and one of them dies. Yeah, basically. Now I remember watching The Notebook in the theater and not even realizing that it was Nicholas Sparks, and I went in it and I was watching it, going, "This is great! This is great! I love it!" And then I bawled my eyes out the majority of the time. My shirt, because I did not bring tissues. No. I was not prepared for this. Yeah. So the bottom half of my shirt was sopping wet. No, I had my face inside my shirt. So the top oh, half of my funny. shirt was wet. And then when they had to come subdue her in the nursing home, that's when I freaking lost it. I was like, <laughs> out in the theater and people are looking at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. Welcome to the episode of a Notebook. <laughs> Changing gears real quick, and let's talk about a movie we actually enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. But we've covered all the bad stuff. Sure. Have we really covered how to make it better? Well, new writer. I, see, necessarily, I don't know if new this plot. is necessarily a bad movie, and I did realize I just said it four times there. It I mean, it was a bad movie. Overall, I think the majority of the reasons why was because it was so extended. So you had to fill in this movie. This is the plot right here. And we have to get, you know, an hour and 45 minutes or however long it was. (laughs) Um, We had to fill that up. So they had to put in stuff. So I feel like if this was a short movie and maybe not the documentary type that they chose, it would have been a little bit better. I really feel that if they would have just done away with the documentary, it would have been a, a better movie altogether. Yeah, and just told the story. Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, the movie was very quiet too. When you have movies with documentaries, you normally have some sort of background right. music, something to keep you, you know, your attention. You know, it's it, sh- it just should be common well, sense to have something in the background. But everything was ninety percent of the movie was very quiet. Well, I think they were trying to go for the whole um, the way they that they did it with um, the Office and Parks and Rec. Where it's, you're not seeing the documentary, you're seeing the documentary be made. Yeah. See, I don't know if I got that input, that it was the documentary being made, it was just a documentary. Yeah, no, I, I got the impression that it was more, um, they are currently making the documentary and that when is what you're seeing. she told them to cut the cameras off when she was talking to Henry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that this was the actual story being told by the people who were mm-hmm. making the documentary. Because I feel like they would have done a better job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind actually seeing the documentary of this. Because it would have been edited better and they would have told a better story. <laughs> yeah. Especially if so the documentary of the people making the movie making a documentary? Uh-huh. Yeah, that would have been better. Especially, yeah. if, if, especially if Colette had gone crazy and started killing everybody. And then it would have been like the Blair Ryder Project. And we're back at the killing. We are back at the killing. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was happy at the last 10 minutes of the movie where Henry 
made the connection with the um, the waitress. Yeah. And then the next thing you see is he's made, you know, his book is going out. And you see. Yeah. And then you actually see her pregnant and everything. I was like, yay! Yeah. Wait, who was pregnant? The um, waitress. The waitress, yeah. The one that he meets. It ends with her being pregnant. Henry knocked her up. Henry knocked her up. How did I miss that? Because it was all the way at the very end. Your brain was probably bleeding. No, like, the last thing I remember seeing was... There was them talking in the diner, and then the old the older agent guy saying, oh, this is why I love L.A., and then the waitress saying, you know, what is this documentary of, and then it cut off on the credits online. No, it's basically, it was- he's, I believe it happened at the bookstore? Yes. He was signing books, and they were talking about his book and coming out, and they were panning out, and they show her walking around, she's got the big belly bump, the baby bump. Well, wait a minute. Hold no, on. No, no, no. That, that did was not, not happen in, in my, my movie. Version. I read it in the movie spoiler because I read the spoiler before I watched the movie. Did it happen like after the credits or something? No, before the credits. Then the, then the no. version on Netflix. The does version not on Netflix have... does not have that Ta-da. at all. Interesting. Ah, interesting. Because I have spoiler. no I... an interesting point in this movie. <laughs> because I have no idea what the hell you're the talking recording. about. <laughs> I knew that she got pregnant and then he lived happily ever after because I read the spoiler. Which, interestingly enough, I was really dreading this movie last night because I'm like, let me look at the spoiler so I can get kind of an idea. Sure. The spoiler that I pulled up for a movie called Authors Anonymous was this thing that started with Shakespeare and it went to the Queen of England and it was like this time hopping, time traveling back and forth thing. And I'm like, this I want to watch too- that movie. This is too yeah, confusing yeah, no for me to watch or to read. Uh, let me just watch the movie. Yeah. And then I was like, this is not that movie. Where do these people fit into it? Yes, I guess the version we had had the yeah no. had it was that when they were in the when he was doing the signing, she was coming around no, the table. We never got a signing. The scene where he's where she says, you know, what are these? What is this for? He's like, oh, it's a documentary. She goes about what, and he says, well, it automatically goes to black and goes to credits. That's the last thing I saw. Yeah, that's what I saw. I too. mean, that's the last thing we saw too. But we saw that scene prior. No, that's and no. We saw a we ta- different cut of the movie. Are you talking about Kaylee Coco? No, no. We're talking about the waitress he meets that loves Gatsby. See, the right. last thing that we saw between them was when they connected and they both started talking about the quote about the green light. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally missed it. It was not in our version. I say that's. that's- yeah, I'll say, because that's what kind of made it worth it, actually. Yeah, that made it kind of, it made it like a pretty, you know, decent ending, I guess. Because I actually, that's one of my little notes here. Love the last ten minutes. It yeah. had that yay, happy, clapping feeling. <laughs> yay, yeah, happy, no, it, happy. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what I was like. Ooh, yay. It's about time something good happened to this so poor guy. The, spo- the first spoiler that I read was just anonymous. And it's about William Shakespeare, and there's the Queen of England thrown in there, and whatever spoiler you read that you told us about with the time traveling that we we need to watch that. Yeah, that sounds yeah, that, great. that, that does sound pretty great. good. It's called Anonymous. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to add that to the list. But yeah, there's just I mean I, I don't know what else more we can say about this movie. I'm looking to on IMDb at a a. a 10 star rating, so I'm trying to figure out. Somebody gave it a 10 stars? Oh, yeah. Authors Anonymous? Authors Anonymous? Yes. Was it the writer? <laughs> Says, I'm a published author and I loved it. 
Was it? Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it the name. I'll let it the name. So Thank beep. you. I'll let it the name out. Just beep it. Just bleep it or something. <laughs> Woo! Teresa. Uh, Throwing shade. Minutes. Good lord, woman. And 40 seconds. It wasn't shade. That was a total eclipse. Edit name. A total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that Sorry, out. Sorry, that just kind of came out. Yeah, it did. jerk reaction. So... Um, it so says, Alda said it's just, I'm, I'm an author. Well, no, she wrote a freaking novel on how much she oh, loved it. Oh, let's check it out. But Does the, it have a screen name so we can read the screen name just to give credit where credit's um, due? It does not. Um, so she's traditionally published and self-published, this person. So essentially, the main gist of her thing is it says, Maybe I'm the exception, but having dealt with every one of these personality types in writer groups, I found this movie to be hilarious and therapeutic. So maybe it's just something It just says SM. She likes SM. I don't judge her. Um, but maybe... Are we not enjoying this movie because we don't have the perspective of writers? I, I, I can't agree with that because... Um, I mean, I used to write when I was younger and I did all these things, but... I've never, you know, I'm not published. These, Is it something that we're just missing because we don't know no, the dynamic? No, these, these personalities are not unique to writers. It's pretty much to anybody that's involved in any kind of creative effort. Artists, singers, musicians, whatever. Right. They're all, you see, they were all pretentious. I, I hated that. I hated that about Colette. I hated that about your favorite guy, even though he was at least funny to me. But you know why I liked him? Exactly. Because I found his I found him funny and just over the top and like, well, screw it, I'm going to do it myself. Like, very old American, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Like, you know what I mean? Very yeah. old-fashioned, old dude that just didn't care. Yeah. And that's why I enjoyed him. Not because he was any sort of good. No, he so, was an asshole. <laughs> another quote from this girl's uh, review that she seems to have loved it. It says, I understand why people who haven't belonged to a writer's group may find the movie boring, but it was the only piece of fiction I've ever seen that captured the delusional narcissism of a writer's group. It's pretty That's much a dead really on. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you look at it that way, yeah. That's great. And yeah, I mean, I see that point. I can see that point, and I can, I can give her credit where credit's doing that, but yeah. still, uh, it does not make for an entertaining movie. No. No. So I was looking for reviews of it as well, and someone on a Facebook group, Alicia Valise, published a note and gave the movie a 6 out of 10. And her comment about it was, I know this is not your forte. It's just really hard to find present-day movies that wow your socks off, if you know what I mean. I don't know what she means. I don't know know what she means if she's referring to this movie, because there was... No wow at all. I mean, there was a wow. I can't believe that movie took that long. <laughs> but that's about it. And there Sadly. was Clark. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love him. He's. I've seen him in many movies. I like him as an actor. Yeah, I do you too. Know, he's one of those. Every time you see him, you're like, oh, he's so cute. Yes. And Katie Holmes, you were so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> because they, they dated for like oh, ever. That's matter. <laughs> I just I, I want to say more. I really do. But just like the movie, you're gonna end it right there. You <laughs> so you know how we should end this cast? How? Just cut it off, just like they did the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
So what was this podcast when, about? So when you say, you should just edit it and cut it off and say, I want to say more, but, and then just kill the cast. <laughs> we actually want half fans. <laughs> and listeners and people who want to contribute. Oh, okay. So I'm actually rewatching the movie. Uh, last 10 minutes anyways. Sure. <laughs> if you found it, I'd like to I see did. It. It's actually after they start rolling the credits. Oh, well, there oh, you okay, go. Oh, okay, because as soon as the credits hit, yeah, I was like, thank I, you, I, Jesus. I bailed. I, I just yeah, so that's, that's what it is. It's right after the credits are. There's about five minutes left. Um, huh. When the first credit happens, they'll say, you know, I don't even remember what I said, but it said who was the um, actor in it, and then it came up with um, Hannah again. She was talking about who's her favorite actor, or who's her favorite writer, and he fi- she finally mentions Henry. Oh. So, and I think after that, there's Look also at another... Marvel. Hmm? <laughs> what? Look at them trying to be Marvel. <laughs> With the I'm secret the scenes in the credits. <laughs> wow. Well, that's at least one universe I would not be going into. <laughs> I'm actually trying to figure out where that one scene came up in because I remember it's oh there it is okay it is so, at the end too okay you know actually speaking of Marvel parallel the writers group with the Avengers okay give you a moment to stew on that Henry would be Captain America why because he's like you know kind of humble and kind of quiet mm-hmm. Dennis Farina's character your favorite would be Iron Man because he's just like cocky and I don't give a shit I'm gonna say what I think. Okay. Okay. I don't know where the rest of them would fit in. Well, the sad thing is that there's no Avenger that goes around sucking dick for a script. <laughs> I like you that don't you know what that happened with... in Prague. I mean, I mean, Budapest. Black Widow. Budapest. Wherever it happened. Yeah, Black Widow is like the quote unquote sluttiest one, but I don't think she'd put a dick in her mouth to get a script. No. <laughs> she should pull out her gun so you don't get me back. Yeah, she'll put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> well, this took a turn. <laughs> yes, it did, because now I can think is her giving head to the Hulk. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you just want to keep him happy. But he would be angry at that point, so it won't be green. Well, don't do anything to make him mad mid-coitus, because that could end badly. Jesus Christ, this episode has gone all over the place. And at that note, <laughs> I mean, we did attempt to try and parallel this these characters to characters in the. No, because I was just thinking about like the the big bold personalities and like sure, because you got to admit sometimes you just look at Iron Man and go you you're just a douche. Yes. Just shut your face, Tony Stark, because you are a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag team, team Iron Man. Hashtag Team Cap. Yes. Fuck Team Cap. Fuck Team Iron Man. Language. (laughs) Way too late now. I knew where she was going with it. Team Cap. Yes. (laughs) A house divided. To Whitey. No, I'm Team Iron Man. (laughs) Uh huh. Winky. She knows where her bread's buttered. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, thank you for joining us here at Control C in our review of Authors Anonymous. <laughs> Remember to join us every week for a new episode. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And remember, for this and other shows, join us on geeknCast.com and follow our Twitter 
at Geek and Cass. <laughs> Thank you to our cast, Chris. That's no way a script at all. <laughs> Not even a little Don't bit. Don't be natural. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> I can't. I'm done. And Teresa. <laughs> On a scale of one to one to even, I can't. And Kristen, I am sorry I made you guys watch this. It's all right. At least we're getting a laugh out of it. Unlike the first one. We're laughing because the episode's ended. Yes, I know. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.